Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker also based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this, is, <laughs> and this is episode 61 of the Hustling Sideways podcast, uh, where we look at people's passion projects, uh, their side hustles, all sorts of things. We are once again virtual again, but a, a big change today. Uh, Jim has glasses on. I do. And I'm not trying to fool anyone. These are blue light glasses and I wear them to make me look a little bit smarter. And if it's working, awesome. If it's not, well, I guess I'll just go back to square one and I'll, well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. You see, the thing was, it was working until you told everybody. I no, know, but you know me, I have, to, I have to explain the method behind the madness. I'm also wearing shorts and socks and I got, you know, some business on the top and and uh, I suppose party on the bottom when it when it when it comes to shorts. <laughs> where you're the full corporate and uh, you're the corporate mullet is what I'm it full core press today on, on what I look like on the Zoom call. So we're 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 good we're good to go. Yeah. Right. Yes. And but happy to be here. Excited to get started. It is actually 82 degrees and sunny in Milwaukee today, and don't that is it. a gift for all of us. We're, don't we're, jinx we're, it. We're I know. I'm, I'm. It's probably gonna rain in about 10 minutes now that I said that. But it has been right. great. Memorial Day weekend was awesome. And uh, I'm happy to get back to Alan's house soon. But until then, I will be in my office space here and living life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and we have a great guest. So I'm not even going to waste too much time today because we have an amazing guest. Um, I've done her podcast already. She's got a, the Memories with a Beat podcast. But she's also a podcast manager by day. And then we asked what her side hustle was. And she listed many of them. So we're going to go with Serial Side Hustler. I think that's the best way to go that's with it. right. Yes. Uh, so we are really thrilled to bring on Tiffany Mason today from uh, Virtually You and all sorts of other things. Tiffany, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. You yes. bet. And now, Jacksonville, Florida is where you're sitting. And I imagine it's just as nice as Milwaukee, Wisconsin is today. So I hope. We actually are having a cloudy day. It's, it's oh. equally as warm. Okay. Um, our humidity is probably considerably higher. God, so you're saying Milwaukee's having a nicer day than Florida, and I, I like the sound of that. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. Um, Not a boat so... or beach day, <laughs> or beach. Sorry. That's yeah. Right. So we uh, we mentioned, you know, the podcast. Uh, I've gotten to do your podcast a little bit. Tell them um, a little bit about memories with a beat before we get into the many many side hustles. <laughs> Yes. Well, I just have such a passion for music and I was taking this course and it was telling you to, um, you know, create a business around your passion and my passion is music. And then they said, okay, now everybody start a podcast. Well, I was supposed to start a podcast about, um, what the business was going to be that I was offering. Instead, I started a podcast about music. So I did the assignment incorrectly, but it's been the most rewarding thing that I have done. I get to talk to all kinds of people, learn about music. Um, Alan, yours was so great where I got to learn about the Milwaukee music scene and the things that you're doing. And I love seeing all the vinyl behind you. Um, and so, yeah, I just get to talk about pe two people about that one song that it comes on the radio and you're instantly transported back in time. And, mm. you know, I just want to relive those memories with you and how that feels when that song comes on. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was thrilled to be a guest on the podcast. And then afterwards we started talking and I had mentioned hustling sideways. And then that's when I had learned about the many, many side hustles that <laughs> Tiffany's got going on. Um, if you don't mind, let's run through the laundry list of different things that you do. And then we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. 
Well, I have to say that my husband is really the serial entrepreneur and he comes to me with ideas and says, Hey, Tiff, what do you think about X, Y, Z? And I say, hmm, why not? Let's try it. So, um, he was in between jobs and he was looking for, um, another opportunity and I was doing virtually you at the time, honestly, I was in a slump. So as entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes you had a slump and you think, okay, do I keep going or not? So I was reevaluating at the time and he came across food forest abundance. And so I was like, yeah, you have to do it. You absolutely have to do it. So he started that, but he also started a nine to five at the same time. So we were doing his nine to five, virtually you, and then food forest abundance. And then I was driving a school bus at the same time. And it was really tricky to go from school bus driver to podcast editor, school bus driver to podcast editor. And so I said, you know, it's just so much for my brain to constantly switch between roles. And he said, well, what if you do a floor or what if you do a coffee cart? And I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? And he pulled it up and it was the cutest thing on earth. So I was like, yes, I want to do that. So it, provided for me to be able to do coffee cart in the morning for a couple of hours. And then I come home and I have the rest of the day while nobody's home to edit. And it just put me in a sweet spot. And that was really fun. And then recently, um, a friend came over and she was just chit chatting a whole bunch about Turo. And that's basically Airbnb for your vehicle. And I know that Jim, you said that you've used mm -hmm. it before. So thank you for supporting the app. Um, but you know, it was funny. We started with one vehicle and my husband travels long distances and he thought, okay, let me just get a volt, which is, you know, the hybrid. And he was like, that way on my days that I have to go long distances, I'll use the car, but maybe we'll be able to rent it out here and there. And we'll make a little bit of money. We never see the vault. It's never at our house. So we actually rent out three vehicles right now wow. and they're rarely home. I mean, I sit at home and work from home, so I don't really need my car that often. And then because of, um, Turo, we've actually bought two other cars and, um, it's just been a great lucrative opportunity for us. It's something my husband can do passively while he is doing his nine to five. He has three sales calls. And in between those, he can monitor everything that's going on. So between the two of us, we have a lot of, um, streams of income. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I really find it fascinating how well, like, you complement each other just in terms of like the level of curiosity and like the next thing. Cause I, 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 uh, like a lot of folks we talk to, I, I feel like the, the pattern is they sort of own their side hustle and, and not that it's different from what their partner or spouse are doing, but it's not necessarily as intertwined. And like you all are, are really in it together in a, in a really cool, unique way. And that has to be like pretty invigorating and empowering to know that you have support on, you know, it's like, let's try this. I want to do that. Let's try Like that's, that's kind of, that's unique. And I, I don't, I'm not sure I've heard that perspective before. And I really can appreciate that. Well, I think the history kind of comes from my husband was a general manager for restaurants and we were actually always in the Midwest. So if you, if a little bit of my Minnesota slips out in my accent, that's why. <laughs> so I'm born and raised in Iowa though. That's where we met. And then he would have people kind of like come poach him and be like, Hey, we want you to come work for us for this amount of money, whatever. And our kids were really little. And we just kind of always said, why not? Like the worst thing that happens is you fail and you figure something else out. I mean, I guess he and I are afraid of failure. That's not, yeah. that's just not in our DNA. Um, and I think that we're aware that there is abundance and there's multiple opportunities and worst case scenario, you go work at the grocery store. I mean, that's really, there's always somewhere to land. So if in the event that one of them didn't pan out and I think, um, you know, we actually owned a Texas roadhouse in Minnesota and that was fine. 
but I didn't really like that all of our income came from one source that really made me nervous. And now that I'm an entrepreneur, I have a friend that got laid off and I'm thinking to myself, like she just lost all of her income. And as an entrepreneur, when you have multiple streams, if you lose one stream, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't feel like you just lost your dog. You know, mm -hmm. it feels like, okay, that is not fun. And we're going to have to make up the difference, but you know, you also are a little bit more in control of your destiny. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And I like, it's funny. Cause there's like a level of um, folks that maybe don't get involved in side passions or hustles. There's always a level of comfortability and like having a secure job, if you will. But to your point, the total opposite. And it's like, if that is not there anymore, you have nothing. So like, it is, right. it is really beneficial to think that way. And I, you know, Alan and I are, are similar to that. Like I've always wanted something else to kind of have, not only because I love doing it, but also like, yeah, like, of course I want to make extra, extra income. It's helpful. And if something were, you know, God forbid to happen. And I, I do think COVID changed a lot of minds on that. I, I think folks are a lot more open to doing something different, just frankly, because everything was up in the air and, you know, who knew what was going to happen Monday through Friday. So that, that, that helped a lot, but it, it's, it's an important mindset to have. And it's one that not everyone does. I think there's like, mm -hmm. I, got, I got a job, I got security. We're good. It's like, well, what if you don't? You know, like you have yeah. to, you have to consider it because things happen. They happen constantly and we're changing every day. So Alan, I know I cut you off from saying something. So, uh, go, oh, go well, ahead. actually that works because I was actually going to ask if, you know, because COVID changed everything, I was going to ask when the side hustle upon side hustle upon side hustle started, um, and, and leaving the school bus, you know, for all of these different endeavors when that was happening. So when did that kind of first kind of kick in for you guys that, Hey, we can, we can do several little things instead of one main thing. Well, um, it did coincide with COVID, but I don't think that was, I don't think it was COVID induced for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I had a sales job where I was, um, doing business to business sales. And when COVID hit, of course, people are looking at me, like I have a third eye, like, why are you in here trying to sell us anything? Please take your germs and leave. And so then also when I was, I would sell an account and then the, the technicians that had to, had to take care of the account, they would say they were my friends and they would say, Oh, I don't know where we're going to fit that into our day now. So I was burdening my friends that were my technicians that were the people carrying out what I was selling. And then our admin also would royally mess it up. And so it was very frustrating to me and completely unrewarding. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to a podcast called don't keep your day job. And then I did a course through there. And it was, um, like I said, it was helping you to find a career through your passion. Mine is music. And I was going down this podcast path already. And then I learned that I could, then I started my own podcast. I fell in love with the editing piece and I thought, okay, now I can work from home because I don't know if my daughter's going back to school or not. Mm -hmm. And so those two things did coincide and it was a little bit influenced by COVID, I suppose, just not knowing if my daughter would be going back to school, if we were doing virtual, what that next step was, because if you guys do not have children or for listeners that don't have children, that was spring break here in Florida and our kids mm -hmm. never went back from spring break. So, um, you know, it was a very daunting feeling like, okay, well, what am I going to do from home? And my husband and I were considered essential workers still. So we still went to work every day and our daughter was home. And so there was a real big balancing act of how does, how do we know she's okay? She's taking care of and entertained to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we still keep our jobs to keep affording our home and the regular bills that aren't stopping because of COVID. So mm -hmm. yes. And then, and then the other things kind of came to us when he wanted to switch his job 
And that's when we found food forest abundance helping. Did I mention that earlier? I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. I think we went off on Turo and got all excited about that. <laughs> um, but we also have food forest abundance. So if you look it up on social media, it's first coast food forest abundance, because the Atlantic St. Augustine is the first coast of Florida and the first coast of the United States actually. But, um, and so it's helping people to learn how to have edible landscaping. And that was another concern around COVID. Like, are we stuck in our houses? How do we get produce? How are we going to feed our families? Is this a way to be more healthy, to save some expenses and also something to do? You know, so it was, it was a couple of those things and we actually had bigger plans for it, but realized there was only two of us. So we had to narrow down a little bit. So now we just offer um, blueprints through food forest abundance. Um, mm -hmm. But it's such an amazing concept. And I just think that that's really, it. also, if your listeners have heard of permaculture, it follows the same rules as permaculture where the, the plants all benefit each other. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I can say that I haven't heard of permaculture. I will be the first to admit but um, I, I like the idea of, you know, it really seems like it was to partially solve your problems, but then realize, hey, we can grow this outward and provide this for other people, which yeah. I think um, a lot of people with side hustles may do that to some extent without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. Like They may think, you know, I would really love it if we had X and then they start making X and then they realize somebody else is going to want that as well. And then it kind of branches off from there. Like I can, I can say in my case, it would have been great when I was, you know, starting breaking and entering, it would have been great to have a website that was covering all of the music that was coming out in our city. And then we just made it. And then it turns out a lot of people wanted that too. Um, so, for Jim, you know, in his sense, I'm sure, you know, not to put words in your mouth here, but to think that, you know, Hey, I wish that a speaker would connect with me this way. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out you became that speaker and then people, you know, started connecting with you that way. What if I was like, no, you're, you're far off there, Alan. That was not like, what's up? I'm kidding. <laughs> I just always wanted to turn it into stand-up comedy. And this That's is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Tiffany, I, I have a question. So like you do a lot, like there's, there's a lot, you, you're, I feel like you're wired that way. And we've talked about this before because Alan and I are similar. We like to be busy and do the things. What is your relaxation? What is, what is your time off? Like, what it like, do you, do you do like small things? Do you do large things? You got to unplug for a week, unplug for a half hour. What's, what's the thing that recharges your battery a little bit? Well, a short answer would be a 20 minute nap. Nothing makes me oh. happier than setting an alarm. I literally <laughs> will set it for 25 minutes, close my eyes, fall asleep. And the alarm wakes me up 25 minutes later. And I love it. Um, but really people. So I'm a people person, huge extrovert. As long as I get time with my friends, I, um, was listening to like a productivity podcast and they were talking about going through your planner and um, color coding it for the year. And then going back and making sure like they said to pick one color. And so the color that they had mentioned was yellow. So it's like, you go through your plan and you're like, was there enough yellow in my, in my year? Did mm -hmm. I do enough yellow? And so I think that I am able to work hard because B a, my husband is a very hard worker. It, it really comes from him rubbing off on me more than I'm a busy person. It's he's a busy person. And it's kind of like, if you can't beat him, join them. And so in order to like have common interests and to be connecting and be a team, it was easy to join him on a lot of these, these things and easy to share the passion. Mm -hmm. And he's a really strong introvert. So like he loves the business side of things. I love the like social media and connecting with people and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think 
I, I don't know if I'm ever going to give up coffee cart fully because I love that I get to get out for a couple of hours. I get to talk to people, learn about people. I love asking people questions. I think that mm-hmm. people in general are just so interesting and they yeah. bring a perspective that you just haven't heard of or haven't thought of before. Um, but then I get to come home and I put my headphones on and it's time to edit and I let the whole rest of the world leave me alone. Um, so That's unplugging is really, I think it's just spending time with people. Yeah, I actually would give the exact same answer. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I, get, I get all my, I, I get refilled and refueled by, by people. And it's, you know, like, so for example, next weekend, I do a leadership seminar every summer for three days and three nights with a bunch of high school students and you get no sleep. And I come back feeling more energized and recharged for that weekend. It's like, it's so the antonym of what you're supposed to feel, you know, you're just like, whatever, but I need it. I know I need it. I know I need to be around that. And that's something that gives me a lot of energy. And whenever I go speak, I get up really early and go do it. And it, and it makes my week and I'm good to go. So I, it's, it's significant. And I think what's really important from all of this is to have enough self-awareness and emotional IQ to know what works for you, because that answer is very specific and very niche and it's perfect for you, but it may be different for the next person. And, I, and that's, that's what we really try to preach that in a way of like, you, you got, you got to find what your thing is. And if it's, mm-hmm. if it is to be around people, that's awesome. And if it's to be alone in a cave for seven days, that's awesome too. That was a really drastic example, but you know, <laughs> they could, they could pull, pull out Aaron Rodgers to go, to go to a, you know, a, a spy wherever he went for, for a week to do it. But like, that's, that's what some people need. And um, I, it's, it's really interesting and kind of fascinating to hear what, what is, is recharging. And it sounds like you and I are cut from the same cloth. So that's, don't knock on my darkness retreats. All right. I got darkness retreats are great. Yeah. No, Endeavor. yes. Yes. Alan yeah. just, Alan just stops talking to me for a week. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> just disappear. Yeah. It happens. I'm actually just in the house. I just locked myself in the garage. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, I am curious with so many different things going on too you know, when you get the idea for like a coffee cart or, or doing Turo or any of these things, is there any hesitance as far as like being able to turn that stuff down and saying, okay, is this feasible? Or is it more kind of diving in the pool head first and we will, we will learn to sink or swim on this one. Um, we will learn to sink or swim is the short answer. <laughs> and um, my husband recently came to me with another, another business idea. And it is a really good one, but I said, we are at our max. There is no more bandwidth. So this has got to be a no. So I think it, it, when we decide and we know that it's a good opportunity for us, it's an easy yes, Mm. but my husband needs me to be the voice of reason to say no. (laughs) (laughs) That's very much heard and understood over here. (laughs) I am that way where I'm like, man, if we just did this and like, there's definitely been websites started for different endeavors that maybe we just ate the cost of that one. There's definitely a whole LLC that I, I started at one point that um, actually during COVID that just, we never, never did anything with. So I totally get, and then there's things like this podcast too, where we were like, yeah, literally yeah. started over Jim and I got drinks one night and yeah. said, Hey, we should do this. We know a lot of people that have side businesses Lo and behold, 61 episodes later, here we are. We do know a lot of people have side businesses and more to come. Yeah, it's really yes. cool. And, and what we found too is like the, um, you know, it may not always be a business or just like a passion or something that people are interested in. And some people that took a side hustle that became their thing. Um, and some that have failed, by the way. We've had people on here who have, you know, that, that things didn't go as well and they had lessons learned. And, and um, you know, the point is to try something. That's, that's what it comes down to. And if you, you know, whether you want to monetize it or whether, you know, it's just something that you want to have around in your life 
try it, try it and see what happens. I mean, Tiffany, I think you've done that however many times you can count here is, is you never know what's going to happen until you give it a try. And failure is not really like that word is, is subjective because like, what does that actually mean? Like if you're, you know, like you learn a lot you always take away something from it. And, you know, maybe there was monetary value that didn't go as you planned, but otherwise, sure. You take away a lesson and you're going to go on the next thing a little bit smarter than you were before. Well, and to that point, um, <laughs> We also have a restaurant. <laughs> oh my goodness. There you go. Going. <laughs> it's called Farmhand Kitchen in St. Augustine. Um, but at one point we had an, an, a second restaurant called Sharky's and it was a burger joint and it was really great and successful until COVID hit. And when COVID hit, um, that was one we had to take on the chin and just realizing like we had only had it for, I think six months. So we didn't really have a following yet, or like a strong cut, um, customer base. Plus, you know, people were not going out to eat. So mm -hmm. it was a miracle that we kept the other one alive. And we did a lot of stuff in our local community where we live, because we live about 20 minutes North of that restaurant. So, you know, as far as failing forward, Oh, that's what I was going to say is failure mm -hmm. for us is failing forward and learning from it. And I think that that's probably a good point with this podcast too, is that people are sharing those stories and learning like, okay, this didn't work for that person. So I'm going to learn from that and, mm -hmm. and try to, you know, save myself from the same mistake. Mm -hmm. And we also want to be an example to our children. Like, you know, I think that there was a strong push for college for a long time and there still is. I mean, there's definitely still, you know, a place for that, but I think we want our kids to see, like, follow your passion and the money will follow mm -hmm. and, and not being haphazard about it. But, you know, if you need a degree for something, go get the degree. But also there's the trades need so much right now. And people leave as engineers and HVAC and plumbers, $120,000. Like there's a lot of money in that too. So yes. it's not, it's, there's nothing to say that, you know, there's just not, corporate's not the only answer, I guess, is where I'm trying to mm -hmm. go. Yeah. There. I think that that is something that um, the world is learning and especially, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about our generation, Jim and I's generation of people that have side hustles, passion projects, things like that. And it, I think, uh, you know, not to keep going back to COVID, but I think of it was a big turning point where it was a lot of people saying, yeah, we can just do our own thing. And we don't necessarily need, you know, even like the way that the workplace changed to like work from home in a lot of places are still working from home, myself included and Jim included, you mm -hmm. know, that it's changed to the point where you can do all of these different side things and you can make them successful and, and you can work on your own thing and you don't necessarily need to have a boss and have a, you know, structure over you like that. Yeah. Autonomy oftentimes fosters creativity. You know, if you, if you feel self-motivated, write that down. That was profound. Sorry, yeah. Did you plan that? Yeah. That just came out. Uh, I can't, don't ask me to spell those words, but I, I could, I could say that. Yeah. But there's, there's a level I thought of, about actually taking a note and then I was like autonomy. I don't know if I know how to spell that. And I was like, no, yeah. just let it go. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's great. But I, you know, there's, when, when, when you feel empowered and you feel like you, you have the space to have a creative, uh, you know, and take the silo out of it. That's what, you know, that's when it works. And when no one's watching over your shoulder, you know, that's, you know, we've all probably had horror stories. I know I have like micromanagers and stuff in the past and just people where you feel like you can't do your own thing. When you can I mean, step outside of that, have your own schedule and perform, usually people feel a lot more passionate about it. And that's where good things come about. So, yeah, I, I that's, I, and I think the last couple of years have certainly helped that. And then it's kind of people, you can, you make a choice though, after that, it's like, do I want to 
go down this, this, you know, route of doing my own thing and like be committed to it. If you do, then I'm sure success will follow. And if you don't, if you're not all in, you know, then you got to rethink what you want to do. And it comes down to a level of really loving what, what, you know, what it is you're after and having resilience in the process too, which I think we've all learned from, um, you know, it's like, I know there's been times of, you know, uh, step backs and it's like okay like that didn't work but let's try something else let's let's keep keep this moving forward and see what else i can pull off yeah i want to ask about something too that we haven't really uh touched on on this podcast actually before i think you're the first person that we've really had in like the the rental economy space uh with turo um we haven't had anybody that's on like an airbnb or a, a renting situation what was that initial process like for you um getting started with saying yeah we can rent out our car uh, but then be like the reality of like when somebody drives off with your car for the first time <laughs> and, and you have to kind of go, all right, we're trusting this person to take our car for, you know, X number of days and, and see what happens. Initially with the Volt, it wasn't that scary or it wasn't that scary for me. I'm like, okay, I don't know. They took it, whatever. Like <laughs> I didn't think too much about it. You, It's all set up through the app. So you just, yeah. there's like a checklist you have to go through and you have to prove that your car, you have to take a million pictures and prove that your car is like, you know, good for somebody to rent. Um, and then, you know, sign your life away that in the event of whatever that, you know, everything's covered, you have insurance and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't really that scary. Um, but then so the, so this is where everything intertwines. So we have a Jeep and the Jeep is really fun down here because you can take the doors off and you can take the top off and you can drive on the beaches. And like, you know, we get a million awesome days in a row and we just, you let your hair fly everywhere. I love our Jeep days. Okay. So the first time I, I also have a Jeep Grand Cherokee L, but it doesn't have a hitch on it. So we can't, the, the coffee cart goes on a trailer. So we mm -hmm. need a vehicle to tow the trailer. So I said to my husband, I was like, well, I was thinking maybe we should have people rent the Jeep and keep the, the Volt home because he needed it for the miles. Mm -hmm. So he was going to keep the Volt home. We were going to rent out the Jeep. So we did it. And I remember the first day when someone did drive away with the, with the Jeep <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's so much fun. Please bring it back. We love that <laughs> car so much. And now it's, it's fine for the most part. The Volt came back one time smelling very strongly of basil. Oh, if you know what I'm saying? Yes. Basil, of course. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Like they were eating a lot of margarita pizza. And yeah. then um, one time the Volt came back with some crayon on the ceiling. So that was really fun. And then we have tolls in Florida. So figuring out like, Oh, right. These people may need to travel and they may have to go through these tolls. And what does that look like? And how do we charge them and all that kind of stuff? So um, just initially figuring it all out. But uh, then we actually got in a situation where the Volt and the Jeep would be rented out and we had no way to pull the coffee cart. So <laughs> then we would either not do business that day if we knew it was like a slow spot, like where we normally would go and it was kind of slow. We're like, man, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, or a couple of times we rented a U-Haul truck. So I thought it was hilarious that we had to rent a truck because we had rented out our vehicles <laughs> <laughs> so to try to figure that out was interesting. And then we bought another car. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we just all of a sudden accumulated all these cars, but the reality is they're like, right now I don't have one vehicle in my driveway. So, you know, it's, it works itself it works out. out. That's great. Yeah. I love Turo. I, and I know I've mentioned this, that I, I've used Turo a couple of times and it's really, 
it's just significantly better. I guess we should just, Turo, if you want to sponsor this ad, you're more than welcome to, but uh, it's a it's a very seamless process. And the toll thing is funny because I was in Atlanta driving and didn't know that there were tolls and I just went through them all because I was in a hurry. And I like messaged a guy, I was like, hey, you're going to get some charges. Just like hit me up later. We'll figure this out. He's like, dude, don't sweat it. it happens every time. It was like, like, and that would, if I did that to like enterprise, they would like throw a fit. I'm sure I could charge right. you know, hundred extra dollars <laughs> or something insane. And it was just like a person to person thing. And um, yeah, so I, I will actually do that only now. It's I'm a, I'm a Turo guy through and through. So um, if I, I come to Jacksonville, Florida, and I want a Jeep, I know I know which direction I'm heading. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that. I rented a car for the first time this in like years this weekend, yeah. actually, for a buddy's bachelor party. And uh, we rented like something with a little bit of power to it and <laughs> drove it down to Chicago. And let me tell you, um, I want to rent a car, a cool car every weekend now and just go. Yeah. Well, you know, that's been kind of rewarding with Turo. Um, so first of all, people bring these cars back like spotless. They go to the beach, they trash it, they go vacuum it before they bring it back to us, which we yeah. did not expect. Um, <laughs> one time we got a card from somebody saying, thank you so much. It was like her dream vehicle and her boss had rented it for oh. her for the day. Oh. And then another couple, I know another couple, um, he wanted to, she, her, his wife always wanted to have a Jeep. So he rented a Jeep and on their anniversary, they went down to St. Augustine. And they walked their college, like where they met and everything. And so it was like this whole reminiscent day. So it's been really interesting to find out why people have rented the car. Um, it's not because most of them aren't because someone's flown into town and needs a vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, like during Christmas time, a couple didn't have a car and they just rented a car to go do some Christmas shopping for awesome. a couple of days. Yeah. So it's been, it's really just been cool to figure out like why I people want them and to connect. Mm -hmm. And you realize, just as we realize in this show, there's a story behind everything, you know, like you just have to listen sometimes, you know, that's it. And there's always an underlying, yeah, I mean, most times I would say there's some kind of underlying cool factor and it's, yeah, it's gotta be unique to hear those, those perspectives be like, this means more than just kind of filling out an app and here's the car, you know, that's, that's really oh my cool. Gosh, that gave me the chills, but that that's what it is. It's more yeah. Yeah. and because yeah. people mean so much to me and I feel like they're mm -hmm. so interesting you know, yeah. even more so. And and it feels like support local. It's not, but it mm -hmm. feels like that. It does. Know? Yeah. No, I totally get that vibe. And it was, I mean, and the people I remember I rented from were like proud of it. They're like, like here's places going in the city, you know, it was really cool. And I was like, well, great. I'm now I'm really excited to take your car. You know, and then they actually, I actually gave me a ride to the airport. Like when I got back and didn't oh. charge me, it was just so one of those things really cool. And I, yeah, so I'm, I'm all yeah. in, um, you know, and I'm looking forward to our hundred dollar payment from Turo based on the last five Yeah, months. absolutely. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We'll just make that payable to hustling. No, um, I'll get an affiliate link for us. That's right. Oh, God. There we go. That's perfect. Um, so we have not even touched on really quickly. Um, you have so many podcasts to how many podcasts do you manage? Well, honestly, I'm at 12 and I think I have three more coming in, which I am biting my nails a little bit, but I have three people or two people that I have hired. I have a third person coming on. So I think I have my bases covered, um, but I am dying to talk with any podcast manager that has grown into a small boutique agency. Um, I would love any advice on scaling. <laughs> Absolutely. We can, we can That's provide good. that. Yeah. yeah. We'll find some people. We'll talk to, we've talked to the podcasters so we can make that happen. Yeah. Um, and we have so much, you know, different, so many different angles to cover here with what you've been doing. You obviously do a lot. I have a couple quick things on our, while we wrap this up here is, Number one, if you had to pick one out of all of the the many side hustles, businesses, endeavors that you guys do that you could keep as your only thing. I know this is kind of contradictory to the title of the show, 
But if you had <laughs> one that you could keep as your only thing, which one would you pick and why? It's a very easy, simple answer of virtually you. Um, I love that my job is to take out imperfections from podcasts, but right. Why do we all start these podcasts? Cause we're putting value into the universe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's encouragement, it's learning, it's inspiration, it's best practices. Like there's just, there's no, even, even I have one podcast that's a little out there. Um, but even hers is inspirational and encouraging and it's very, um, you know, feminist. And so I don't know, like I think about it and I'm like, yeah, I should embrace being feminine more often or, or count that as a, a positive, you know, plus, um, Jim earlier, you said something about empowering and I have never been so empowered as I have been with virtually you because of building a website, because of figuring out how to edit, because of offering different services. And every time I level up, I really do feel like Mario that just got the mushroom, right? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I, it's such an amazing feeling. Um, and I think that that's the best part about side hustles is that we learn these additional skill sets. And so it's, it's insanely rewarding. I get mm -hmm. to talk to people. I get to learn about people and all of the motivational, positive podcasts that I get exposed to. Yeah. Okay. So there, that is very true too. I feel the same way. I like, we've talked about little wins before on the show and celebrating little wins. Like when I learn a new, you know, little trick on something or something to make something faster, um, it does feel like that Mario feeling of like, nothing can stop me now. And for like that short or burst, like where you're sparkling when Mario starts to sparkle, maybe oh, yeah, yeah, sparkling. yeah. It's all that's <laughs> me. That is me yeah, for a yeah. week. I run around and I'm like, mm -hmm. nothing can, you know, nobody can touch us because we're doing this sort of thing or we're making content this way or, you know, even with our this podcast, so good. Started doing, yeah, we started doing these short clips and like, we found a way to make them faster and to make them, you know, a little bit more efficiently. Now I feel yeah. like no can stop us kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand Please feel free that. to edit this out, but um, I had a, a client that had the word um, post-its in her, her original, but it was from like five years ago. Well, they mm -hmm. switched from post-its to index cards. And so she was like, can you find the word index card and put it on top of post-its? And I was like, of course. So I found post-its, but I left the S because what I found was index card. And so mm -hmm. I put index card on top of post-it, but I used the S from post-it. And so now it flawlessly says note cards. <laughs> across her, like across the entire podcast. Oh my gosh. No, just that one. Well, that if one. I needed to, I could yeah. pull it. Yeah. If yeah. I needed to, I would just, you know, clip it, copy it and paste it in the spots. But that felt like such a ginormous win. Like huge. I am so cool that I can <laughs> cut this and paste it. Anytime you can feel knows. cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Fully approved. So we, we need affiliate links from Turo. We need post-its. We need all sorts of, of things going with that. Um, Tiffany, this has been amazing. There are so many different things that you do and we know your time is busy. So we're gonna we're gonna try and keep up with all of that too. But um, if there's somewhere that they can go and find all of the side hustles, all of the things, where's the best place to connect with you and get in touch with the many, many things that you're up to? Well, um, I mean, they all have their own individual things because they're not even closely related. So I guess you would just reach out to me, which is just Tiffany Mason on Facebook. Um, or you could go to 
www.virtuallyuva.com and send me a message there too. Uh, If you have questions about podcasting, I do offer a 30 minute, um, you know, free chat. And then there's lots of freebies for podcasters. So if you are thinking about starting, there's something for you. And if you've been podcasting for a while, there's something for you as well. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to check it out too, because I yeah. I'm going to see what that, what's out there. Um, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and if you're listening for the first time as well, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us everywhere. We are the Hustling Sideways podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube and TikTok as well. So you can follow oh, the show, all of the platforms. Uh, if you want to be a guest on this show, we can obviously do virtual. We can have you sitting in the room with us. The gym is normally here and then i'm over there <laughs> you stole my seat today yeah i did i'm actually in oh, your seat today quite literally yeah i'm uncomfortable <laughs> um but if you want to be a guest on the show uh send us an email it's over at hustling sideways at gmail.com um we have so much content coming so thank you guys so much uh tiffany thank you again for being able to do this and uh i think that is that is it for episode 61 so jim keep on hustling we will see you next week on hustling sideways <laughs>